What up, Anchor? This is Made from Scratch, and today's episode is exploring the future of SEO, search engine optimization. So if you're in marketing, advertising, or if you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, and you've been, uh, you know, this could be for you if you're knowledgeable on the subject or if you're a complete noob, and I'll try and address both audiences at the same time. So there's a couple of sections that I want to talk about with respect to SEO that I think are important to uh, begin investigating. One of them is the implications and limitations of vertical integration of SEO and platforms. Talk about that uh, in, the, in the next segment. Uh, next, I want to talk about other search engines besides Google. Yes, they're out there, and uh, some of them have advantages over Google, um, at least in niche or narrow markets. And then the third aspect I want to talk about is uh, the future of transmedia or multimedia websites and content being aggregated in SEO. So how does audio and video function versus just text-based data? So that's what today's episode is going to be about. If you're interested, stay tuned for the next segment where I'm going to dive deeper into each one of those parts that I just mentioned. Vertical integration in a business or an industry is when different aspects of a manufacturing distribution, sales and marketing channel fall under the ownership or brand of a single company, owner, or a limited number of joint venture partners. So why is that important when it comes to SEO? Well, the way that uh, SEO has been running now and Google being the leader, the leader in SEO and SEM advertising just got hit with a huge multi-billion dollar fine in the EU for abuses, uh, at least the way that the EU sees it, in vertical integration. So what does that mean for SEO? Well, uh, there's really three aspects of search engine optimization and advertising that Google uh, has vertically integrated that the EU disagrees should be allowable. So they find them, they won't let them do this anymore. So uh, the first part is a search engine. Okay, so that's when you go to google.com and there's a little search bar and you type in whatever you're searching for. Let's just say it's jeans, which I think is, there's an article about this out right now. Um, so you search in there. Then Google also has an advertising platform where you can pay money to bid on preferential treatment in the search. So it's a linear um, vertical search. And so to get the number one rank on Google, you can pay and compete for different keywords there, right? Then there are clients, people that use that platform within that search engine. So for jeans, for example, you could have Levi's, right? They might be competing against Diesel, let's say, or some other jean brand for the keywords like men's jeans, let's just say, right? So what Google has, which, you know, uh, all things being equal in America, it hasn't seemed to be a problem, is they've got the search engine, right, Google. They've got an ad platform, AdWords. And they also apparently have some sort of shopping app where you can buy things from Google a la Amazon or something like that. And so they were advertising in their own ad platform and their own online distributor of products and therefore creating a lack of real competition um, because why would Google give preferential treatment to anybody but themselves? They could, of course, even outbid other 
com- people competing for that space. So this is a big, big deal, um, and it's something that is going to have to be addressed in the market because if you're going to be paying money to someone like Google to advertise your products on search, you don't want to think that the platform you're paying is just taking your money and then beating you with their own stuff. So that's a huge, huge area for um, Google to, to be aware of and for you to be aware of if you're advertising on this platform. And, you know, look down the pike for Facebook and Instagram to be facing similar kinds of things, you know, um, especially as Facebook ramps up for their original content division. They've got more money than God right now. So, you know, they certainly could produce stuff. But, you know, there are places in the world that um, don't like this super vertically integrated uh, mentality for a number of reasons. They, they've ruled it illegal or, you know, might think of it as immoral in some kind of way and creating a non-competitive environment. So be mindful of uh, Facebook and Instagram possibly um, being taxed in the same kind of way and look out for these kind of uh, issues on Google and other search engines. Google has clearly dominated the search game, but that doesn't mean there aren't other search engines out there. Some of these I actually didn't even, uh, had never heard of until I started looking into this. So there's one called DuckDuckGo, you know, people are still familiar with Yahoo. And the one I want to talk about most is Bing, because, you know, I, I use Google when I search, I don't really use Bing. But what I've come to learn is that the demographic of people that do tend to use Bing are 40 to 65 year old. Uh, men mostly and a lot of them have children so if you're marketing products to that kind of demographic Bing is a great place to find that targeted group of people number one and because um, you know they're competing with Google their price structure is also often much more favorable on a cost per click basis so you can get a big bang for your buck you can hit a very targeted market um, that's otherwise not being addressed because very few companies are spending the same kind of resources on Bing even though they could get a, uh, a higher rate of return in some cases so you know I think that uh, what happens a lot uh, especially in the sort of modern era and, and societal norm is that we see something like Google dominating so much of a market share and it seems like insurmountable for any kind of competitor but no one stays on top forever and there's gotta at some point be a type of competition for um, the best products and services where companies inherently get complacent. So look out for Bing competing in a big way in this ad space, especially as Google um, you know, is sorting out some of their vertically integrated problems and trying to balance that. Uh, Yahoo's brand probably has suffered too much to really um, make any kind of play against these companies in search unless they were to rebrand themselves or come out with some other new kind of concept. So um, just remember that Google's not the only game in town. Uh, each of these search engines, you know, the, the niche ones or the smaller ones tend to have a more targeted audience that's much more engaged and has a lower bounce rate. So stay, stay aware and alert of those kind of things. The last issue about search engine optimization and its future I want to touch on is this idea of uh, mixed media or transmedia on your web pages. So it's a pretty standard uh, SEO practice to have some kind of blog on a website where you're actively engaging with keywords by writing about it, demonstrating some kind of industry or market prowess, right? Um, and what it seems like the, the industry is trending toward is adding more content to the site and updating that so video audio other forms of media and the question is how do they play in to the search engine optimization because 
as of right now, there's not a really great algorithm or method to deal with um, sorting out the authority of people who are putting out, let's say, podcasts, right? So one way that you could use a podcast in search engine optimization would be if you provided a transcript to the, um, to the podcast. For example, this podcast, you know, trying to dominate the keywords about SEO itself, you know, hollering out the, the terminology for 10, 15 minutes, and then re-documenting a transcription of that is going to put a lot of that text-heavy information on our website, right? If, if it was possible that a search engine just understood um, audio frequencies or, you know, the content of an audio recording, then placing a podcast on your website becomes um, an even more effective, potentially, weapon uh, in the SEO battle than just a regular text blog. Taking that even further to some kind of video, is it possible that Google or Bing or one of these search engines can figure out how to assess the data that's being communicated through video so that if you're, especially in a media-heavy uh, industry, showcasing your, um, you know, your products or the places that you shoot, let's say you're an architectural uh, photographer or videographer, if you're showing a lot of really great buildings, is it possible that through that video data, a search engine could optimize that for someone searching for an architectural photographer or videographer to understand that what you're showing on that site is really great uh, content that would be different than just writing about it endlessly. So that's something to look out for in the future because um, you know it's, it's true that words are very powerful and that you have to be able to write about what you do, but there are certain industries and certain products that are a little bit more abstract or a little bit more advanced than simple text and copy. So how do search engines deal with that? Right now they don't, so or they don't do it very well other than how you tag that video or podcast um, on the back end. So look out for advances there in the next couple of years because it's going to be very important, especially as the content battle wages on. So that's an incredibly important aspect and, and for right now until they sort that out, there are different ways around it where you can still include text as a component of a multi-media uh, presentation on your blog to attract uh, more search engine optimization. I want to sign off by encouraging people who've been listening. If you're an SEO practitioner, um, if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur that needs to um, learn some of these techniques, these tactics, finding tools to help make it easier for you, I encourage you to experiment and refine the process because um, when you hire an SEO firm or a company that offers that, you know, an ongoing retainer for that kind of thing can be in the thousands of dollars, and that means that somebody is responsible for writing on the back end of your website and organizing the data and pushing it out there in such a way that people who are searching for what you got can actually find you. So it's, it's always up for grabs and it's very competitive and that means that if you're sleeping on that on a daily basis, a weekly basis, or a monthly basis, you'll fall behind immediately. I mean, you could come up with the ideal plan, the perfect 100% scoring plan to optimize your website today and if you don't continue to execute refine and experiment, it's going to be useless after a couple of days. It's something that needs um, a lot of reflection, a lot of analysis, 
and a lot of content. So continue to experiment and refine your process. Don't think that you can get a silver bullet or some sort of snake oil, um, you know, cure-all that's gonna solve your SEO problems. It's a daily battle and it's a daily struggle to keep on top of that kind of stuff and it is incredibly important.